0: welcome back to episode 68 of the blockrunner podcast here is where we discuss the latest developments in cryptocurrency while we make this new technology relatable to you you can watch this podcast on our youtube channel to follow along with our discussion as always i'm your host william talking with your co-host iman and here are some of the topics we discuss today first up we go over why the barrier to build in decentraland is so high next creators have generated 1 million mana through metazone so far Then Decentraland is an open market of anything and what that means. And finally, the killer app in Decentraland will be proof of work NFTs. Alright, let's listen in. To
1: me, marketing is about value. This is a very complicated world. It's a very noisy world. And we're not going to get a chance to get people to remember much about us. No company is. And so we have to be really clear on what we want them to know about us. Now Apple, fortunately, is one of the half a dozen best brands in the whole world, right up there with Nike, Disney, Coke, Sony. It is one of the greats of the greats, not just in this country, but all around the globe. And. But, but, but even a great brand needs investment and caring if it's going to retain its relevance and vitality. And the Apple brand has clearly suffered from neglect in this area in the last few years. And we need to bring it back. The way to do that is not to talk about speeds and feeds. It's not to talk about mits and megahertz. It's not to talk about why we're better than Windows. The dairy industry tried for 20 years to convince you that milk was good for you a lie but they tried anyway and <laughs> the sales were going like this and then they tried got milk and the sales are going like this got milk doesn't even talk about the product it like focuses on the absence of the product <laughs> but 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 the best example of all and and one of the greatest jobs of of marketing in the, that the universe has ever seen is Nike remember Nike sells a commodity they sell shoes and yet when you think of Nike you feel something different than a shoe company. In their ads, as you know, they don't ever talk about the product. They don't ever tell you about their air soles and why they're better than Reebok's air soles. What does Nike do in their advertising? They they honor great athletes, and they honor great athletics. That's who they are. That's what they are about. Apple spends a fortune on advertising. You'd never know it. <laughs> You'd never know it. So, when I got here, we. Apple just fired their agency. We were doing a competition with 23 agencies that, you know, four years from now would we'll pick one. And we blew that up and we, <clears throat> we hired Shite, the ad agency that I was fortunate enough to work with years ago. We created some award-winning work, including the, the commercial voted the best ad ever made, 1984, by advertising professionals. And um, we started working about eight weeks ago. And what we, the question we asked was, our customers want to know who is Apple and what is it that we stand for? Where do we fit in this world? And what we're about isn't making boxes for people to get their jobs done, although we do that well. We do that better than almost anybody in some cases. But Apple's about something more than that. Apple at the core, its core value, is that we believe that people with passion can change the world for the better. That's what we believe. And we've had the opportunity to work with people like that. We've had an opportunity to work with people like you, with software developers, with customers who have done it in some big and some small ways. And we believe that in this world. People can change it for the better. And that those people that are crazy enough to think they can change the world are the ones that actually do. And so...
0: So. That was Steve Jobs in a speech in from nineteen ninety seven and I think he Apple just purchased next and he came back to Apple and it was uh on its way down and uh so this is a video I think um I man you sent it to me like this like represents yeah. represents sort of like you know something that that we're going for in the sense that we want we want help people you know build stuff do something yeah. constructive
2: and not just us it's like a I really like it just I like the whole Steve Jobs approach to like his philosophical ways of conveying his message to I guess the world at large, right? It's that's why Apple was such a successful company. I feel like he created a culture, uh, not so much just created products, you know. And, and like all of us who are involved in decentraland, kind of have this. <clears throat> we're trying to figure out how to. Convey, like, what is Decentraland to to the world? You know what I mean? Yeah. And what's the best message to Relay out there? Is it is it a platform or a video game? You know, there's that debate. Uh, why come to Decentraland? I see this in the Discord all the time. Do you, like, in the general chat? We're, we're getting a lot more, like, new users. Kind of like, yeah. uh, I don't know how, but they're just getting more... There's more awareness kind of spreading out there. And I see them daily coming in, like, what's there to do? Why am I, why should I come here? You know, yeah. and a lot of people, they're not giving them the, that, that heartfelt message that that I think is lacking from the community. It's more like what he's saying, like, oh, you know, giving them like the specs of.
0: Yeah. This is decentralized. Yeah. And you, you build the world. Um, I guess all the stuff that everyone says about decentralized, like they start comparing it to the other worlds, how they're, they're less Better, right? They're 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 lacking something that Decentraland has, and you should spend your time in Decentraland.
2: Yeah, and I've seen people who, who are doing the who are conveying the right message. Like, I think I saw a crypto Not say some a reply to one of these people that like, don't look at it as like, oh man, I, I spent the last thirty minutes in Decentraland just wandering, and I'm already bored. Yeah, it's kind of like the feedback that they're giving. He's like, don't look at it from that way. Look at it as like you're you're witnessing a world of potential. Instead, That's right. Instead of looking at like, oh, it's just an empty. This is bullshit. What kind of game is this? Look at it like, oh, there's just a lot of potential here to create something of value. So how can I get involved? How can I participate? How can I use this to my advantage? It's not often that people have the opportunity to get involved in something so early like that, and it's like an open source thing where you don't have to. Anybody can get involved, literally. Yeah. It's just, it's just, it, it requires your own passion to do that because. Where we've always see we've identified that there's not many there's not a, a great incentive structure to get involved because you know to create anything of value requires great amount of work yes and a great amount of talent and skills like that and that's valuable shit yes you know that's stuff that big companies pay tons of money for people to do but in this case it's kind of like up to your own uh, you have to come to that uh, conclusion yourself whether or not you want to get involved so. I don't know. I, you know I think what? that's uh it's funny yeah, you mentioned ahead.
0: that. Uh you you hip, you happen to miss the round table uh that happened yeah, yesterday. And yeah. uh one of the main takeaways that I took away from the the round table was the whole conversation that we had previously in the past, I think maybe a couple of days after the launch of Decentraland, how we were comparing um that we'd rather see a land of green grass rather that's what than buildings. Yeah. yeah, remember that? That well, was
2: good that was a good good quote. Yeah. <laughs>
0: And, and so I, I brought that, you know, conversation up again in the roundtable, because when you explain Decentraland to somebody, you, you say all the good things. decentralized It can never be taken down. You know, your investment here is going to last you for decades, potentially. Um, and then you start building this world in your mind. It's like, wow, you know, Decentraland, you know, that's a place I want to go. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you jump in and you're going to see one of two things. Right. <clears throat> Either green grass or builder stuff. And the difference between the two is if you see you have this preconceived notion of what Decentraland is and you see a bunch of builder stuff, you're going to think, oh, this is it. This is this is what I get for this world, this open source world that I can build on like this is it mm-hmm. versus they see a bunch of open land, green grass. They they have an open you know imagination as to what can be built. That's what they see with green grass. It's better to see green grass than builder stuff. Yeah. And it seemed like everybody agreed with that uh during Did the they, conversation. Yeah, I mean
2: Yeah, I think that's why the people who are involved right now that's 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 what's keeping them around is they're they're dude, it's like a, an insane creative outlet for like developers and 3D artists and stuff like that. I don't think that really existed before meaning like where you are, you had the opportunity yeah. to freely create and contribute and like market your work and product. Yeah, and, and Independently, yeah, you know?
0: and to contribute, there is a barrier, a high barrier to contribute and build stuff. Okay, yes.
2: Yeah, you gotta. We gotta really talk about that aspect because there's 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 kind of like a division right in the uh, mind frame of the community where s- some people want it to be so easy, easy to, to build. Where, yeah, anybody without that uh, skill set can create, which I understand. But if if you're gonna get you know, high quality products. You kind of have to leave it open yeah. to the people available to you know provide that kind of service, right? Yeah. I don't know. I guess you could elaborate better on that. Yeah, I, I
0: mean, this platform <laughs> is for developers. It's it is that way whether you like it or not, right? Yeah. And the, the one of the main reasons that uh, Crypto Voxels is successful. Is because artists get to build stuff in Crypto Voxels and sell their art through Crypto Voxels. They can monetize their art through Crypto Voxels. You can't do that yet in Decentraland. So, so <clears throat> that's the difference. That's why CV is so popular amongst artists is because they can monetize directly through that platform. And that's that's another reason why Decentraland has a potential because. They just need to allow that capability in the SDK, and then all of a sudden, you can start monetizing anything that you want, you know, artistic-wise, into CentralLand, so... That's one of the main things that I see um, when comparing the two worlds. And ultimately, it comes down to an open possibility in Decentraland. If you see that green grass, your imagination runs wild. If you see something else that is is builder-based, that is very basic, you leave disappointed. And I think one of the guys who just jumped into Centraland, I'm pretty confident that he just saw a bunch of, like lame buildings and um you know just lame creations right something that that wouldn't impress anybody right
2: yeah sorry i had some background oh no it It totally threw me off the path dude (laughs) (laughs) completely you're
0: good i i didn't i didn't hear anything so oh you didn't no okay good um Um, so yeah that's that's sort of what we want to kick things off we have a lot to talk about today this is episode 68 of the Block Runner podcast. I'm your host, William. Always here with your co-host, Man.
2: Yeah, man. It, it's good. To, yeah, I can't wait till this COVID shit's over with. I mean, this is okay, but I feel like it's better yeah. whenever we can have like... Real time conversation. No, I, mean?
0: I, I totally agree.
2: I, it feels like it's been an eternity since we've been able to do that. It feels like it's like we haven't done that since like the launch. of. of uh, yeah, that's what it feels like. That's I mean, pretty much like as that.
0: soon as it launched, you know, shit started to hit the fan. I was like, hey, that's true. You know, after the launch, I don't know when we did that video about China and them spraying, you know, some chemical, you know, throughout the city.
2: It was pretty early, dude. It, yeah, was, it was definitely like when January, it, yeah, February. like the end of January, yeah, whenever it was contained to Wuhan, you know. We were already speculating, like <laughs> like looking at videos of uh, airports in Southeast Asia that were like completely empty yeah. and stuff like that. We were like, okay, like this looks like a big deal. You know, nobody was treating it like a big deal at the time. I don't know. Everyone was just kind of like, oh, it's just China, dude. Like that shit happens all the time over there. But it turned into a mass ordeal. And now we're kind of like forced to do this, you know, yeah, social distancing thing. But... Can saying that, yeah, I feel like it has It's been a while since we've actually been able to recap on like the events of what's going on in Decentraland, you know, actually sit down and reflect about these things, you know? Yeah, that, that used to be what we were all about, you know. We did that weekly pretty much uh, as we were developing Metazone and as we were creating games and stuff. It was just like a non stop you know, source of information yeah. for all you people watching, you know, I, I, I would like to get back to that because there's so much going on. It's actually like. Yeah. For,
0: for the new listeners and viewers out there, we've, everything that we built so far has been completely open in the yeah. sense that we've talked about MetaZone before it was built. We talked about the Blockrunner games way before they were built. Um, everything that we built so far has been talked about in the past. So if you wanted to see like the origins of how we, why and how we created this stuff. You just go back and listen to the podcast and watch us really talk about this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, we just recently, I just, I announced on the, on our discord that we've had our 300th purchase just yesterday and, uh, 10 days prior, uh, core announced that we had our 200th purchase. And so things are picking up because creators are starting to realize that there's a way to monetize, you know, spending their time in Decentraland mm-hmm. and with a high barrier to entry, there's an opportunity for people to build stuff for other people, um, in a way where it's not like a contract. It's not a It's not a, um, you know, one of those contracts where you just build stuff for others for, you know, $6,000. Yeah. Right. And it's like a unique build and you just deploy and it's over.
2: And in a lot of cases, these are being created by complete, like, people new to this creation process. Yeah,
0: new to Blender, new to development.
2: um, Yeah, I think they, they heated our... Our initial call, maybe like a month or a month and a half ago, we were pretty much publicly were calling for this. You know, we were begging the community to start contributing in any way they can because, you know, now there's a platform available where you could do that, uh, you know, viably. Yeah. You know, you're not just donating your time and talents for for nothing, right? There's, yeah. there's potential there for you to recoup some of your... Yeah, and
0: ultimately, this is an open market. I mean, you're gonna yeah. you're gonna see stuff, um, some cool builds from people, and those things are gonna sell. Uh, those with reputations are the ones that are selling the best, um, you know. And you you it's open to everything, right? You could submit a a building, a plant, uh, a couch to mm-hmm. a more complicated game that requires a backend system that's hosted somewhere else. -hmm. Uh, So, Metazone is is completely open to sell those experiences, and you don't have to use Metazone's back end. You don't have to. You can run an entire game completely outside of Metazone and sell the game that works in Decentraland through Metazone. And because it's a distribution platform, and every Mm -hmm. submission is an NFT. Mm -hmm. And once those NFTs are are released, then you can sell them on OpenSea, Open Market. You can. Do trades pretty much anything you can do with a regular nft like that's that's going to be completely possible so and, let's
2: talk about that then because you know we, we've been talking about this and if the whole nft incorporation has been a part of our vision from the beginning right uh, it's just it, it's probably the most difficult part of you know yeah so finishing this puzzle
3: that yeah we're trying to, you know yeah do. we
0: should explain that so the order of operations is nft um happens uh, one of the last things that that happened because before that we have to do smart contract payments yeah and what's interesting about smart contract payments is um i think there's versions of smart contracts that can be upgraded um but it it's not it's not a simple process and so the reason why this is a slow process is because we can't really predict the different ways people are going to want to monetize their creations, right? Some people are going to make games where there's a 50, 50 split with the landowner, but in other games, there might not be, maybe that may not make sense. Other games may be an 80, 20 split with the the landowner. Um, and other ways to monetize would be donations. Um, yeah, that's a big one. And, and, uh, and not geez, only I that tell was bringing that up. Yeah. And so, and then think about donations, like, you know, how should it be split amongst the, the creator of that meta, uh, like uh, Sugar Club, with the landowner? And, you know, how should that be split up? Right. That's, that's the question. Um, and then you have other experiences where you could donate and then maybe something happens within within the parcel. Right. Um, like donating creates uh, gives you an NFT or something. Right. Mm-hmm, we have to be yeah. able to incorporate all that stuff in a smart contract. And the reason why we're, we're doing a smart contract is so that nobody has to trust MetaZone uh, for their payments mm-hmm. and all this all, what this will do in, in a smart contract MetaZone platform is you'll be able to go to your account and then hit the withdraw button and that you withdraw, pay the gas and you get, you know, what you earned in Decentraland, right? So, So that has to come first, right? That has to be enabled and launched first. And then once that's launched then we can hook up smart NFTs. Yeah. And these smart NFTs, as soon as you may make that sale in OpenSea or as soon as you send an, an, one of these MetaZone NFTs to somebody, like for our games, as as the best example, the address that the funds, when people play the game, the funds that that money gets sent to um, is automatically changed when that NFT is sent to somebody else. So this is like auto, like automation, right? It's It's... As soon as you send that, that blocker NFT to somebody, it starts using his address for payments, right? Yeah. Without having to touch anything, make an update in MetaZone or anything like that.
2: Yeah, because you don't want to like transfer ownership of one of your metas to somebody else. Then um, like you're still generating that revenue, right? Even though yeah. the ownership is transferred to somebody exactly. else. It's got to be like instant, seamless. Uh, as soon as that ownership right is allocated to somebody else, you're no longer, you know, that, that party that's generating that revenue. It's gotta be all automated. Yeah. It has to
0: be automated because although there's a lot of buildings and a lot of like fixtures in MetaZone right now, the I, We believe the most dominant form of meta would be like these interactive experiences that yeah. developers are going to be making. And those and those interactive experiences are will have that automation built in where for the for the creator, they just submit that that um, that experience into Metazone that generates an NFT. And then once that NFT gets passed around, the addresses change automatically. And it's just an easier, you know, experience for the creator, easier for Metazone, more decentralized. There's nothing to really update within Metazone to sell an NFT. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that that's the world that we're trying to create. And I think it makes the most sense. And and it's not easy. So it, it's, it's going to take some time. And we're only about less than three months out from launch.
2: Yeah, otherwise, if we don't, you know, take our time with this uh, infrastructure build and actually try and do it right from the get go. Because from my understanding, smart contracts they're pretty much like not like irreversible in in in, this, in a sense, right? Like yeah. Once they're set in stone, like there's a master smart contract, it's the the details of these agreements are pretty much. It is, you know? but
0: it, it is. But even if you look at the some of the smart contracts that they created, it takes a DAO vote to make an update to that smart contract. So they're they are upgradable. It's just True. there's this controversies with upgrading smart contracts, right? Yeah. And,
2: yeah, like who who controls them? right? Yeah, exactly,
0: exactly. Yeah. So that's what so that's, we're trying to avoid. Yeah, in part at
2: least. And if it ever gets to the point, like well, you know, the more and more we build out medicine, the more and more we realize, like we're we're setting up like an actual adapt. If you go back to our podcast, like we before go. we even started building anything, it was just you and me just, you know, shooting the shit and trying to figure out what the hell are dApps. Yeah, yeah. What is decentralization? Like, what is, because nobody really built a true, a true dApp yet. Yeah. So we couldn't really look at anything like, oh, this is it. This is how a, an organization that's not run by a single entity, it's controlled by its user base and it's successfully, successfully functioning, right? We, there's no, there's no really, uh, there's nothing you could point there's to. No like no example. Yeah. Yeah. And it feels like we're actually creating one of the first ones like the groundwork is the potential is there to where, like you're saying, if the community wants to make different, uh, you know, like pathways or decisions. Yeah. Like it it could be potentially left up to them.
0: Yeah. um, Yeah. That's that's something that we should discuss, too. It's like, you know, MetaZone, one of our goals is to decentralize it as well. Mm -hmm. Um, So, like, for example, we uh, we run a server, a deployment server to deploy um, metas. And, but we don't have to be the only ones to run that server. Somebody else could be doing it. So if our server goes down for whatever reason, uh, that other server will pick up the slack. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's just one way that we're going to additionally decentralize. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's our goal, really, is to figure out ways to be headed in that direction yeah and and to do this starting with decentralization is putting the card before the her, the horse because we didn't know that this was going to work mm-hmm. like we had no idea that i mean we we had it the reason why we did is because we thought it would work but we had True. no evidence to support that it would be working
2: that's right right we so just, we just kind of recognized like the like the, 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 the barrier to entry it,
0: the barrier the the high barrier to build stuff the high barrier to deploy stuff easily, like all that stuff. The reason why we know this is because Corv built the Block Runner game, deployed it and realized, hey, this is not easy, right? We can't expect people to know how to do this. And we yeah. can't expect individual landowners to be able to deploy stuff on their own yeah. uh, for 45,000 parcels.
2: Yeah, we made the initial like judgment call that, you know, most likely these 90,000 parcels aren't owned by developers
3: yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know,
2: most likely, you know, these are crypto assets, you know, NFTs. Most likely, the people who hold these, uh, this developer bandwidth is what we call it, are speculators. You know, I, yeah. like like somebody like me, you know, somebody who just look at the, the the vision of the project it's like oh i just want a, a piece of it you know but i yeah. can't do shit with it i'm just holding on to it waiting for the next guy to do something cool yeah, yeah yeah so that so that what i'm holding on to all of a sudden appreciates and values like thanks dude thanks for doing all the hard work yeah right now i'm gonna now i'm gonna drop my bag on you <laughs> <laughs> and just completely ruin your economy and all your hard work right so like that's yeah. not sustainable you know yeah That's kind of like exactly why we thought of doing this, you know? Yeah. And we figured
0: that one of the speculative aspects of building MetaZone uh, before we built it was we had an inkling that if we built a, a platform that allowed others to make money, that it would be successful. And. And yeah. we, we figured that cool. if we align the creator, the landowner, and the players, that we can start bringing up that daily active user number.
2: 100%. And, and the- we're starting to see it just because, like, just little nuggets of content uh, throughout the world now. Like, with, with all these, we're having music events now, we're having conferences, we're having radio shows and stuff, all this wouldn't be possible without like creators creating, you know, the actual meta experiences in the first place. That's right. The more meta experiences that are out there, the more diversity there is, the more content, the more, you know, community events you're going to start see popping up, you know?
0: Yeah. And ultimately, that's what the point of NFTs was, that you can limit the, the digital assets to a certain number thereby creating value for that and mm-hmm. and that allows creators to make money um and and once they start making money it's not about you know uh for the sake of making money it's it's about sustainability if yeah. creators start making metas and they start selling metas what do you think they're going to keep doing Right, make, it's already we already it happen. Yeah,
2: I, I haven't seen one person like kind of like fiddle around and create a meta and then just walk away. They They're, they're continually putting out yeah. more metas.
0: Yeah, exactly.
2: Which is why we went from two hundred to three hundred in like a week. That's right. I mean? That's they're, right. We're actually witnessing a creator boom, which is what we wanted in the first place, right? And this, I don't understand how anyone could be opposed to that. You know, this, yeah.
0: I, if you're opposed to that, that means you're opposed to creators making money. You're opposed. You're, you're, you're opposed yeah. to Adding more development into Decentraland. Yeah. Right. So more. it doesn't make sense.
2: Yeah. If, if if you're detracting from you know the allure of the platform itself, like uh, for developers and yeah. content creators.
0: And it's not as if we hacked Decentraland and we're like cheating, right? This is what's yeah. this is what's possible, right? There's other people that are going to make DApps for Decentraland too. Um, it's true. Yeah, it's not, as, yeah. As a matter of fact, yeah. there is one Metalith made a DApp that's that's leveraging Decentraland assets right True. they're they're splitting land into shards that pe- several people can now own one piece of land with these mm-hmm. shards. that stuff is possible,
2: yeah, that brings up another great point, like um <clears throat> whether all these community created tools that we're starting to see come about is this is <clears throat> this what Decentraland is supposed to be about like hell yeah. Or do, are we supposed to expect the team to do everything? Because sometimes when you go to the Land Discord, that's kind of like the sentiment I hear from people. Like, Yeah, absolutely. You know, they're, they're kicking and, and, and screaming. You know at what? The, the, we made yeah, the same ahead.
0: mistake. Remember uh, when we, we first started? We were we like, did. hey, DCL, you need to be doing this and that, and this is where you should be going. And that was the wrong approach. Yeah. We need to build the Decentraland. We're the ones who need to do it. Agreed. They they make it easier for us to do it, and that is what we're asking now. Just make it easier. Uh allow hyperlinks, right? You cannot be in Decentraland on a web browser and not be able to click out and just open a new tab within Decentraland. Mm -hmm. Like that doesn't make any sense, right? So Mm -hmm. these are the things that we request now that make more sense. They're more aligned to what the team is building, right? Making it easier for everybody else. Mm -hmm. So it, it is sort of, Hard to understand when you jump into decentralands lands. like the team should be doing this and that. But ultimately, it's a user-generated world, right? And yes, some of that user generation requires a high barrier to entry. But that's better for the, for the people jumping in because they're going to see stuff that you couldn't build in CryptoVoxels. You're going to see stuff that you can't build in Minecraft. You're going to be able to monetize yeah. stuff. Anything, right? You can sell real physical t-shirts in Decentraland if you want, mm. right? Then you'll be able to monetize wearables in Decentraland too. Like that's what Decentraland is. It's not anything else. It's not, if you want it to be something else, then you have to build it, right? Yeah. That, that's the bottom line.
2: And it's it's a completely free market in the sense that if you think you have a model that's it's more beneficial to the community or that you think is uh yeah do it it's going to work just do it and just then do that's it. the whole that's the whole point of a free market right we let the market decide exactly with, with their, their, the market's purchasing power is literally they they're voting exactly like they're going to vote whether or not they they agree with you. Yeah. You know?
0: Decentraland is no different than the real world. It's not. Decentraland is going to be almost exactly like Ready Player One. Everything is monetizable. Every single mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. And why? Because that's sustainable. People will mm-hmm. create things. And if people vote with their dollars, they'll make more of that stuff. Hundred percent. And if they don't, buy, they don't vote with their dollars. There's going to be less of that stuff. And that's it. Yeah, that's it. You don't have to police anything. You don't have to shut down anything. And you you missed a good conversation with H. Provacos, too. We're talking about decentralization. and and
2: Yeah, if you want to kind of like brief me on it, that'd be pretty cool.
0: Yeah, so. And the audience. Yeah. (laughs) So HP, so it was really early for him. So he didn't jump in until the last 20 20 minutes or so.
2: And and a little background on HP, too. Like, uh, he's been around since the beginning, right? Yeah, OG as OG gets. Yeah, it it seems like he's always there, like, to provide some kind of, like, wizardry. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, he just comes out of the left field with some kind of, like, contribution that nobody was expecting. Yeah. He's just always down and ready to develop something awesome, you know? Yeah, so so he
0: jumps in, you know, 20 minutes left into the roundtable. And real nice guy. Uh, I asked him a couple of questions on decentralization and and why Decentraland decided to do one thing over another. And one of them was when you jump into Decentraland, you see 50 avatars. You're actually doing a peer-to-peer connection with each avatar. You're not on a server mm-hmm. with each other within Decentraland. It's a peer-to-peer connection. And I asked him, I was like, was that, what motivated that decision? And he said, it was the decentralization. And one of the interesting things that I realized, you know, talking to HP was, you know, had the same question about nefarious content. And... Decentraland is not going to be any different than a website or a server running, you know, uh, nodes for the internet, right? It's not going to be different. So we're going to see Decentraland being used for nefarious activity too. But it's just a server that you just shut down. You vote with the DAO to remove that server. But it doesn't prevent those bad actors from creating a new server and running Decentraland again. It, this is no different. This is no different activity than anyone, you know. How do you shut to, down that server, though? So you just connect, disconnect it from um, the the main uh, load bearing. I forget what it, what it's called. It's a load server, yeah. load balancer from accessing the entire pool of Decentraland. So you like, for example, in these so they they're catalysts. They're called mm-hmm. catalysts. So you mm-hmm. have catalysts distributed around the world one Mm -hmm. catalyst is supporting nefarious content right you you make that discovery you do a a a dalvo to remove them from the list of catalysts that that can be running the latest update into central land and then that server no longer no nobody's going to be routed to that server any longer oh okay wow so but that doesn't mean that that bad actor can't just stand up a new server and just be part of it right so but that's that's the that's the name of the game, right? That's the daily activity of running Catalyst and and being part of the foundation and the DAO and doing all these votes. That's just part of what you're going to see.
2: Now, that's not going to happen anytime soon.
0: There's no reason for any nefarious activity to be happening to Central Land yet, right? The, yeah. So
2: yeah, from what I've seen so far, the community is actually pretty pretty good. Yeah. Etiquette is like through the roof in this community, like especially (laughs) especially during like these conference events. You know, every now and then, like during that concert, some couple of trolls, including myself, like jump on stage (laughs) and kind of like ruin the immersion, right? Yeah. (laughs) But in general, it's pretty good. Like everybody plays their role, like. Remember, everyone's just staying in the audience. You know? Yeah, I, I don't see nefarious. I think accidents. what it
0: is is that the the age of the audience is much higher. Yeah, they're they're not like kids, kids jumping into it because yeah. they don't have wallets, and they don't have money, they don't have all that stuff, right? So
2: it's true. Yeah, once you get to that point where you see nonstop trolling, and they, we get to the DAO gets to the point where like, all right, this is a priority issue now. Like, we need to address how to uh, moderate this yeah. this nefarious shit that's when you know you've kind of like broken critical mass i
3: feel
0: like yeah and and so to uh prevent people from seeing nefarious content that is that is up in decentraland there there is a way to just put a black a black box around it um mm-hmm. very quickly and mm-hmm. doesn't mean you can't go and see behind the black box but at least you won't like see it just because you're just you know randomly in decentraland right
2: is there but- so there has to be a way of like, thought of that, too, meaning, like, you can't just put black boxes on everything, right? You may have to have, like, a cool-down timer on the amount of things you could flag, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Something the, like that.
0: Yeah, so that, you know, that's, that's going to be hard to, because you
2: don't want to be policing
0: everything either, right? So no, it, unless you're
2: incentivized to do so, like there's some kind of bounty program in place to like you're, you're it's almost like a job in a sense. To now that's a good of, idea. Yeah, it's, to be on the lookout, like a neighborhood watch type system. You know, people want to uphold the integrity of the platform, not yeah. only because they're, you know, compensated to do so, just be, but also just because we want to see the platform succeed, right? Yeah. So. Uh, I think yeah, it's a little early to kind of like figure that part out because like we're we're identifying right now. Everyone seems to be playing ball, you know. Yeah. Which is good.
0: <clears throat> yeah, it's like street basketball. You just set up the the ground rules, <laughs> and you know, you can give and take. You know, yeah, a couple fouls for free. You know,
2: definitely. But yeah, man, like it's it's pretty it's pretty interesting so far. Uh, yeah, go ahead.
0: No, I was just gonna say that the central land is a unique place and ultimately you make it what you want it to be. And the market decides if they agree with you, if they don't, then you're going to disappear. That's, that's
2: it. Yeah, it's true.
0: And that's how it should be. Like it shouldn't be any different. It shouldn't be like supporting everybody, like just for the sake of support. It shouldn't be. There's other
2: platforms for that. That's, 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 that's the sandbox, uh, business model. You know, they've created the, the community building tools where that's the only only tool. Exactly. That's as far as your imagination can go. As far as the sandbox team tells you. Yes.
0: Yes. That's exactly right.
2: The sandbox sets those limitations and they, they're the ones who determine, you know, what you can, can, and cannot build. So if if you want that kind of, uh, structure and that kind of guidance, and you're you're not allowed to create on your phone freely then that's the place you need to go to yeah you know what i mean and that's
0: good if you want to go there
2: that's great yeah the sandbox it's, is going to be a great product yes. i i 100 believe that i keep I, that team is is phenomenal like yeah, they're building they're, some great products
0: they're well funded they, they I got think. i mean user generated nfts i mean that's what we're trying to build yeah uh, it, it's just we have a with the we have a vast openness right of 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 anything that anybody cr- can create is now an NFT. With the mm-hmm. sandbox, it's it's structured. There's a limitation to what you can build in decentralized. I mean, in sandbox. So we like their model. I mean, that's what we're doing too. So it's good. Yeah. Everything. Every, those different worlds, they have a place. They have their own market, clearly, and they should exist because people are voting for those things with their dollars and their time, and that's that. Right. Yeah. Anything else is just going to disappear. Totally. So, um, so we got else, we got so? some we got some updates. Well, I, I we don't have really a of updates, yeah. I don't really want to talk about this particular update yet because okay. I wanted to focus this podcast on user generated NFTs deployable in Decentraland. But uh, we do have a meta coming out that's going to be very very interesting, mm-hmm. and we believe that this particular meta, in partnership with another company, is going to bring the DAU pretty high. Yeah, and uh, this is like. This is like the early first phase of the meta. There's going to be updates to that meta. There's going to be new meta supporting this game. And it's it should be dropping pretty soon. And yeah. one, once it drops, then we'll have another podcast to talk about it.
2: Yeah, and I think um, once this drops and the community becomes, you know, mass, mass aware of MetaZone and its functionality within the world, and why this is important, more and more projects are going to start to understand. They're going to become more tr- uh, compelled to want to kind of like replicate this model. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Cause there's, there were projects in the past that yes. I think had this vision in mind but the tool wasn't there to actually distribute execute distribute
3: yeah the game. yeah that,
2: that we have an open world with so much potential like hosting your game elements and you know game experience it's just how the fuck you accomplish that where you have to literally knock door by door of every single landowner hey are you interested in hosting this questing ground or are you interested in hosting this shop that i built you know for my for my battle racer cards or something like that you know what yeah. i mean every game developer has this vision in mind it's just how to execute that is up until this point has been yeah a, a monstrous feat that i think a lot of them couldn't figure out on their own
0: no absolutely yeah. I, I totally agree. I, I know who you're talking <laughs> about and we'll probably talk about them after this this other game launches. Uh because I think they were doing they were trying to do exactly what we, we can make easy yeah. in, in distributing the game. Uh yeah. what they were trying to do is own a bunch of parcels, deploy the game on those parcels because they owned them, right? That that mm-hmm. was the only way to do it. Mm-hmm. Um but now you don't have to own the parcels. It's the only the only thing a game maker, a game developer needs to do is just to align the incentives of deploying the game with the landowner. If you align yeah.
2: that, that landowner will deploy your game. And that's what—that's why figuring out these payment contracts are, is, are so important for us. And yeah. they need to be flexible because yep. we have our own payment structure, our own pay split that we think works for our games. But who's to say the next game developer you know, we don't want to force them to use our payment yeah. structure, right? Yeah. It needs to be as flexible as possible. Like, you can come up with your own incentive structure for whatever game experience you want to provide to the community, you know? Yeah. Because, like we're saying, there's, there's, it's not just one entity. Like, it requires the collaboration of a, of a bunch of hosts in yeah. order to create something compelling, you know? That's right.
0: Yeah. Because this game, man, I want to talk about
2: it, but I do too, man. I, I, but... I, want, to,
0: I want to wait until we, we make this official.
2: <laughs> yeah. We got to do things. So- Probably. Right, because it's not just us. It's not us. It's not our creation. We didn't create this. Yeah, yeah, you we know?
0: didn't. We, yeah, we didn't create it. Uh, yeah. This is IP. Else did. Yeah, this is IP that existed for several years. It's a very obvious and famous IP in the crypto world. Oh and
2: man, you're spilling too much, dude. Well, I mean, that's <laughs> yeah, it is what kidding. it is,
0: man. <laughs> uh, but it is a well-known IP, and I mean the the game is going to speak for themselves, and we're just distributing that game. That's that's it.
2: That's it, because. Yeah. And, and then the two parties met and then we, we recognized like this can happen. Yeah. And not, that it's not just that this can happen. It's just that people will want this to happen. They're not aware of like how cool this is going to be until yeah. it's actually there. Exactly. I'm anticipating like a huge reaction, honestly. Yeah. Because we've seen uh, a prototype of this like deployed and
0: we've seen an example of Decentraland pushing this prototype, you know, several mm-hmm. months ago. Yeah. And the reaction was huge. It was huge. And, yeah. and it was also equally huge in disappointment because its it wasn't what people expected it to be. Yeah. And so we're using a bunch of like code words here to represent something. but Yeah.
2: like it, Literally, if you dig into like all of our podcast archives, you can probably figure out what we're talking yeah. about. It. Yeah. Because also like when we first came into Decentraland, this was one of our first uh, conceptual ideas of what we yeah. wanted to do on our own.
0: Yeah. We were going to do this on our own. We but were going to we do knew. this. We knew that it was like a huge undertaking. Yeah. I mean it was huge.
2: Yeah. I was gonna have to become a freaking three yeah. D blender master like overnight. Not overnight, but I was gonna Yeah. I got started on that, but I never really fully went through. But trust me, you don't want me designing these things. Yeah. <laughs> that is not my forte. You know, I'm not creative in that sense. Like no, I can't. No, there's there's a ton
0: of work that needs to go into yeah. making this game successful. And a lot of this work has already been done previously because they've they've tried to do this in the past and they didn't have a distribution platform to to do this successfully in Decentraland. So, I mean, I don't know. I, I think you'll understand, like, the implications of this game long term because there's a there's an example of it existing in the real world that that it, it's it's almost exactly the same thing but just in decentraland like that's the only difference it, it's it's the same game but in decentraland
2: and it's way more intimate because it's an actual 3d immersive world that you exactly know, you're a part of
0: yeah part instead of. of some augmented reality game oh my god you just it. gave it completely <laughs> away <laughs> Oh, yeah yeah shit.
2: yeah it's gonna be cool it's gonna be the bee's knees yeah. guys. <laughs> <laughs> i guarantee it like i'm already like in super anticipation mode for this yeah yeah, yeah. all
0: right this <laughs> next subject
2: <laughs> uh yeah uh i don't know if you just want to kind of like we haven't done this in a while just pull up medicine if you if you want and just kind of uh, like just run down all the cool shit i guess so we can kind of yeah
0: uh, i know we're forgetting something um are we yeah, we're definitely forgetting something.
2: Oh man, I hate when this happens.
3: Uh, so uh, oh
0: yeah, I know what it was. So we got another good fifteen minutes or so. Um, mm-hmm. The the Central Land Conference. You did a really good job recording that whole thing, man. Like Appreciate that. the commentary was like spot on. It was like comical, entertaining. It was interesting. Uh, you I'll did, take that. I'll you did that. you did very well. Um, you need to do more of that stuff.
2: Actually. Yeah, I've been getting that feedback. You know, I hesitate just because like I cringe at my own self. Yeah. Meaning like I, I don't think I'm funny or entertaining or informative. You know what? <laughs> but apparently I am because people are saying such things. So I kind of have to take that feedback and run with it, right? Yeah, I, I
0: know how you feel. Remember somebody made a comment on my voice. Yeah, dude. dude. <laughs> how do you
2: feel about your voice, dude? Like I, does it turn I you didn't, on? No. <laughs> <laughs> no.
0: I didn't realize I had an asset. I mean, I'm I'm the one who doesn't talk. Like if you know me in yeah. real life. I'm the quiet one. I'm the one who doesn't say anything. I'd rather listen. I'd rather solve problems. I'd rather do the engineering stuff. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. that's me. That's that's my role in reality. Uh I'm yeah. not the talker. Um so when I heard somebody really enjoyed
2: like my radio voice, I was like, Wow. It's that I, intro, dude. It's that fucking intro like, beep, 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 that intro song, and then you're like, Welcome back to the <laughs> <laughs> you, got a of, you got a lot of baritone in your voice dude it sounds uh, like a sexy saxophone you know all right I mean?
0: uh, yeah i didn't <laughs> i didn't realize this, i was doing that
2: <laughs> yeah so you got that feedback so now it's kind of like you gotta run with it too you yeah, I, yeah yeah like i guess you said, i guess so we're, we're starting to understand ourselves a little bit better <laughs> you know what i mean
0: Uh, You know, I'm thinking it's just the hardware that we're using, to be honest. I don't think I have anything special, so. Yeah,
2: same here, dude. (laughs) But yeah, I'm going to keep doing that because I recognize the value in it just for the people who aren't able to, because we're a global platform, not everyone can attend all the events, right, so. Yeah, speaking that, of
0: a global platform, uh, just to talk about what you're saying, somebody wrote a, an article about Metazone in Japanese. Did what? you see that?
2: No. You didn't see
0: that? Let me pull it up, here. oh
2: That's freaking badass, dude.
0: Yeah, one second. Did you translate
2: it? <laughs> Maybe it was like a no, hate uh, article. No, I'm like, sure. these guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: I'll just send it to you because it's, it's, uh, it's going to reveal yeah. something.
2: Oh, really? Okay.
0: Let me see if I can.
2: Yeah. I guess the segue off of that is you're well, basically. I,
0: so I wanted to talk about the the conference, though. So one of our okay. biggest announcements in the conference was the fact that uh, we're close to generating a million mana in the two and a half months that we've we've launched. So the biggest takeaway of that is um, is the fact that most of that money is 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 being generated from creators, and most of that money goes to the creators. Like that's that's a huge deal because what that means is. You're gonna have more content being generated through MetaZone and deployed in in, in Lane, right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, so yeah, I actually can't share this
2: because it's a it's a another leak. But <laughs> oh, okay, All right. but
0: it's in Japanese, so it's cool.
2: Yeah, I get the gist. Yeah, meaning like I, I heard you talking about this this morning. How we got some? There's got to be like some language tabs somewhere on our website that you know translates for. Yeah, the way that works. The,
0: the way that works is uh, there isn't a tab that you click on or anything. If you go to the Discord, I just shared that link. That way you, okay. see, you see what I'm talking about. But the way that that works is uh, judging by your IP, it'll show you the correct language based on, you know, which country you're in. So um, Oh, I see. <laughs> Uh, And and there's actually a proper way of doing this. So there's a spreadsheet that you can use that represents each little section on a website. And then you have a column for English words then you have a column for Japanese and you have a column for Spanish. And then the website just pulls the right data when it needs to. And you have a, you know, a worldwide application, you know, in different languages.
2: Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, I'm looking at this article right now. It's looks like a full breakdown yeah, it's it's actually all about medicine, which is pretty cool.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And then there's actually like some community, whatever community this is, uh, there's some comments and stuff and feedback, I think, which is nice. I think, I think that's what that is. Maybe yeah, not. Maybe not. It's, I don't know. It's all in Japanese, so I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> but it looks like there's some community engagement. So hopefully it's positive. <laughs>
0: yeah. And we'll translate it just to understand like what it is and give this guy yeah. props and, and all that. Oh, um, this is great. So yeah, so a million mana and revenue, that's um that's really good. Creators being able to do that
2: in- Yeah, we're really happy about that for sure. Yeah. And like just, just yeah, it's again just we're just gonna it's the chicken and egg thing, like if you're a developer, do you do you think that and then you think oh, okay, it's already too saturated? Yeah, like, hell should no. I No, <laughs> hell it's no. not. <laughs> It's not. Your contribution is what's going to bring more and more people, more and more. um...
0: Yeah. So so let me give you a little bit more details as to, you know, what a million mana means, really. Um, If you look at so we have some metrics on Metazone, uh, only administrators can see. Uh, But if you look at them, there's only 20 creators. Let's say 20, 20 have been able to generate a million mana in the two and a half months Mm -hmm. um and there's roughly 50 landowners who have deployed these metas on a hundred pieces of land just a hundred and you you provided some i I wanted to use those but i it might have gotten too technical but you provided some metrics too like that's like point zero zero one percent
2: point zero zero one two percent of all the publicly available land and i heard recently somewhere that In a couple of years, the districts are going to become public. I I don't know who the fuck said that. That doesn't make any sense to me, but I I would like that. But if that's the case, and in a couple of years, that's point zero. Like that just makes it double as as scarce you know. yeah exactly and so, so obviously we haven't even tapped like we're barely scratching that the mountain with all the gold inside of yeah, it yeah. You know I mean? <laughs> 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 barely picking at it with the fucking fork yeah you know with a mean? fork that's right and
0: like, yeah so so it's a hundred lands um like you're saying point zero zero one two percent of all available lands have deployed metas. So we're expecting more people to start deploying stuff and we're expecting more creators to make more stuff. So I wanted to expand uh, the thought process and thinking about what MetaZone is just a little bit. Yeah. So just like we were talking about previously about this game being launched, this game is not being hosted in MetaZone. There's there's nothing this game has to do with MetaZone other than you can purchase and deploy this game onto Decentraland. So what does that mean? That means that any creator out there that comes up with a game or experience or some application that you can deploy to Decentraland, it doesn't have to run within MetaZone. Like we, you can run your own website, your own backend, your own experience and deploy that experience through MetaZone. And you can monetize it whatever way you want, through your website, through whatever, in whatever method you want on the central end. And you don't have to use our smart contracts. You just develop your own, deploy your own, use your own. And that's that's up to you to decide. Like we have, we don't want to restrict anybody to do anything. And and eventually MetaZone could become, you know, like Sea in the sense that um, you can sell NFTs, mint NFTs, do a marketplace uh, transaction between two people. Um, you know, we want to make this into a big thing and we want to be flexible and cater to the developer market because that is what's going to make Decentraland as cool as we think it will be. I agree. So, so hopefully that (laughs) helps kind of expand your, your thought process on the central or on MetaZone because it's not just about making buildings. It's not just about making like video screens. It's, it's, it's open to your imagination if you're a developer. Like, really, you have all the assets, all the capabilities that the internet has provided you. You can you can fit that within Decentraland. You just have to think creatively in 3D now.
2: Yeah, and there's also, like, more to it than just creation, too. Just like any business, you can't just create something and just throw it on the market. Like, imagine Steam. You just create, like, a little a game, an indie game, and you put no marketing effort whatsoever to yeah. kind of, like, raise awareness for what you just created nobody's going to find your game. Nobody's going to buy it. You know what I mean? Right. So there's more elements to it. And we've we've seen that work with creators like, Sugar Club, like he spent years building that brand in yeah. Decentraland and he's, he's starting to finally see some traction. Like,
0: yeah, Sugar Club he, is is such a good example. Uh, like you're saying, he spent years creating that reputation in Decentraland as a place to go to like enjoy like really badass music. Like when I jumped into Decentraland, I didn't think one of the cool things about what will happen in Decentraland is like listening to good music. And it has been, and partly because Sugar Club, right? Mm-hmm. And now that he's created this reputation, um, he's made more money through MetaZone than he has throughout that entire time in Decentraland. So mm-hmm. what does that mean? Does that mean like he's a bad guy for generating some revenue and supporting his his stuff in Decentraland? No. It just means yeah. that he's going to be making more stuff, it's more gonna, stuff yeah, that people want to deploy. And if they don't want to deploy it, then he makes less stuff because nobody's buying it. Exactly. Like, all right, So
2: yeah, you can't expect him to just stick around. Uh, he was already... He was already jumping ship to uh, CV, right? Yeah, just he, exploring his other options. Like, he spent years, you know, like we said, building that brand and that reputation. But it wasn't, it wasn't sustainable because, like, he put a lot of work and you know he learned how to code himself a little bit and yeah. how to build. And like, f- yeah, for what people weren't showing him the appreciation that he deserved, you know? Right. Right. But all now, all of a sudden, he built something in like a week, and people have a way to like, like we said. People have a way to show that appreciation because they're getting something in return. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? Absolutely. It's, we can't just have a donation economy. We got to have an actual legitimate economy where people are reciprocating that value. Yeah. You know, people are creating value and exchanging it for other sources of value yeah and that's how that's how economies work
0: yeah ultimately we call metazone the decentralands the app store um and if you go look at the apple app store or the android app store there's some free apps on there that you can download but they're yeah. free because they can advertise on those apps yeah those platforms have
2: billions of users yeah you know, at, at potentially you know to download their products so yeah there's other sources they're not doing that expecting not to generate revenue exactly you know? <laughs> yeah. It doesn't make any yeah. sense. Yeah. So in, in Metazone, we will start
0: to see free creations that people want to like deploy and stuff, but it's just, you you we need to be able to generate some funds for the creators so they can sustain themselves a little bit, right? Have some incentive to continue building. Then once exactly. that incentive is there, then you start building like other assets that are free that can be deployable by anybody. And and it just builds that reputation for you. Mm. Right. So it, it's gonna get there. It's just, man, this is early days of Decentraland. I don't I don't know if people like really
2: comprehend that yet. I think like the the creative type creator types understand that developers and whatnot. And a lot of the people who are like maximum frustrated are the people who were sold like this VR vision or something in the white paper. Yeah. That's why they got so excited. And a lot of people have left because of that, because the platform is kind of like putting that back.
0: I I don't understand. VR is cool. It's great. But how many people have VR? What what percentage have
2: VR? 1% maybe? Yeah, I'll be honest, dude. I have an Oculus and I used it twice. And, I don't I don't feel compelled to go back to it I fucking have it I spent the money on it (laughs) yeah there's tons of games and they're cool and all but I just I I don't know what it is man like the actual act of maybe putting it on is enough to like make me not want to do it I'm not sure yeah but it's definitely not like the medium of choice if you're trying to create something like you know totally um, agree
0: I mean dude it's great if we can support it that's fantastic I just yeah. why not I don't. Uh, I don't think that's priority. I think more priority is having Decentraline run on your phone.
2: That would be way bigger.
0: Yeah, because now when like you're on the couch and there's an event going on that you want to check out, you just jump yeah. in on your phone.
2: And this this meta release that we just talked about is perfect for that because there's oh, a reason.
0: Dude, I didn't even like put those two together, but you're right. <laughs> Yeah, like now that there's oh,
2: there's kind of like a reason to kind of like continually check in on what's going on in Decentraland, yeah. you know what I mean? That's so and the true, perfect dude. way to do that is with your mobile application. Like, yes, you don't want to have to run your ass to your fucking computer every <laughs> single time, like, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so, so true, dude. And like I said, that's just the beginning of these type of applications. So it's kind of like, I think that's going to accelerate the push for mobile, right? People are just going to demand it.
0: Yeah, it's like right? why do I need to jump on my desktop to play do such games? and such? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly.
2: And that's that's gonna be great. Yeah, so,
0: that's true, man. I agree, like, man. and th- this this meta here that we keep talking about, like dancing around it, it's like a showcase meta. It's going to really allow the outside, you know, community to to recognize like what's actually possible in Decentraland.
2: Yeah, yeah, and it's it's again. It also aligns with our philosophy, like everything Corv has created up until this point. The yeah. MVP, right? Yeah. It's it's not like the, the creators have a bigger vision in mind. Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, way bigger vision. It, it, it's As soon as you jump in, you're going to feel that vision, too, because you're going to be like, oh, I want to do this. I want to yeah, do yeah, that. Yeah. You know what I mean? But this is just.
0: Yeah, this is like day one of this meta. So there's going to be a lot,
2: man, a lot more. A lot more to this thing. Yeah, think of it as like when Minecraft was created, I I spent a lot of time researching Minecraft. And when Minecraft first launched, dude, that was an MVP product for sure. for sure. Because literally all, you know, there wasn't much to do it's just the 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 foundation of what minecraft is was created yeah and that was enough to like grab people's attention and like get them to onboard into this experience right but over time it just blossomed into this like ridiculous thing yeah (laughs) you know what i mean so i'm not saying this is the next minecraft (laughs) but i'm just (laughs) i'm trying to align people's expectations you know what i mean what this is
0: No, I, I totally, totally get you. And Minecraft is a good example because Minecraft can—it's deceptive as to how powerful it will—it it turned out to be. Because I remember, man, I I crapped on it basically. Did uh, you? When my brother first—you remember—I told you the story. My brother first played it on—it was on a browser, right? Yeah, yeah. And you—you uh, you just built—you put cubes on top of cubes. Yeah. And, and, like, those cubes are, like, you know, ugly, ugly cubes, right? We were playing Counter-Strike at the time. I was like, dude, why play Minecraft when you can play Counter-Strike? It looks much better. It's more fun.
2: Yeah, dude. Fucking Crisis was out, dude. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, are we regressing as gamer yeah, society? Exactly. Like, like, we're going back in time. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. No, absolutely.
2: Well, little did we know that's what the people wanted. <laughs> or some people. Yeah. 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 pretty large amount of people
0: but uh and there was no decentralization there's no cryptocurrency at that time there's no concept of like ownership in in the digital world so
2: yeah that's also important to talk about cuz for those of you who don't think that decentraland is a platform for gaming this uh, I, we I strongly disagree in the sense that decentraland provides an opportunity that was has never existed for the average gamer in the sense that you yes. truly you're getting actual value in exchange for the time that you invest into this gaming experience. That's never been done before. And Decentraland is an open platform to kind of create that. And if you can't see that, recognize that, and if you think like all games are supposed to be, like I said, a crisis-like experience where it's supposed to be like (laughs) ultra high graphics, like if I don't feel like I'm actually there, then it's not worth playing. That's not how gaming is, Yeah, you know? I mean, there's a market for that, but there's a reason why the video game industry is the biggest entertainment industry in the world because there's so much variety. Totally agree.
0: I mean, yeah. video game industry has surpassed like the movie industry since like I don't know the 90s or something.
2: Yeah, and it's still scoffed at somehow like yeah. by like by normal people. Yeah. It's so weird. <laughs> it is, well, it's getting less and less like uh ridiculed like if you're a gamer, like the next the generation coming after us like everyone's a gamer. Yeah. Everyone who has kids right now yeah, they all game. Yeah, there, there, there like, won't be
0: a distinction between a gamer and a non-gamer.
2: Exactly, and you know what I was thinking about too. Like I was yeah. having a discussion with my parents about this. They don't get this. Like I tried to explain what's going on here. <laughs> <laughs> they don't get it, dude. Because like <laughs> uh, they don't understand why anybody would pay money for like digital stuff, like a digital house. Yeah, a digital whatever the fuck. And then I I, I point them like, okay, you don't see that value, but Look what happened last Christmas, like from for my nieces and nephews and shit. I bought them all real world shit. Yeah. So they could have fun. And they played with it for like 10 minutes and they dumped it on the ground. And they just left it. And they went straight back to their video games. Yeah, yeah. I was yeah. like, if I would have spent that, I spent like hundreds of dollars on their toys. <laughs> and I was a little disappointed in their engagement. <laughs> if I would have spent <laughs> <laughs> I've already spent that same amount of money onto their Roblox accounts or their Minecraft accounts or their whatever the fuck digital world that they're immersed in. Yeah. They would be using those items all the time, yeah. every single day. They understand the value of these things. They overvalue these digital items over sure. physical items. For you know sure. I mean? So you can't undersell gaming is what I'm saying. No, you absolutely. <laughs>
0: yeah, no, that's that's funny. Uh it, it's weird, uh, because a lot of these kids you know they they grew up with an ipad in their face yeah like like as soon
2: as they're two or three years old
0: like 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 um your 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 brothers like your nephews they would come yeah. over to to my house and they yeah. would they would touch my my flat screen tv thinking like it's an <laughs> dude, I, a huge ipad
2: dude tell me man, i got smudges yeah. all over my screens dude <laughs> like all over the place everything yeah. is touchable to them like yeah you know?
0: yeah yeah that's kind of like <sighs> their expectations right their interface yeah. is a touch interface right yeah,
2: that's you, a, that's an important cue for like when, developers to pick up on like the whole world should be like an interface we could yeah. touch it's like yeah, when we grew up,
0: the interface was a remote control. Yeah. Like we would look for the remote control before anything. And like it, we totally. would dread having to get up to turn on the TV because we can't find the remote control. Right. Hell yeah. So it's like it's different worlds, man. Different worlds have different like perceptions of value. And in this I case, we got blockchain to back up that value for digital, you know, stuff. Yeah. Like this, this is, this is a brand new world, man. We're The people that are born today, they're not going to understand it's like you, you mean you had digital Stuff that you couldn't own, like officially. Mm-hmm. That's going to be a w- weird concept to them.
2: Yeah, like why? Why would? Why would you spend decades playing video games and like decades. you know in your mom's basement? Yeah, for working nothing. at fucking Pizza Hut you know, it, yeah, you had nothing to show for it except like e glory. Yeah. E-glory. yeah. <laughs> these kids, these same kids who say that they're going to be rolling around in like fucking Lambos and shit because they spent equal amount of effort into their gaming experiences, but they accrued some legitimate value from that's
0: it. That's right. You know I mean? That's right.
2: That's the difference. Yeah. That That's what blockchain is tapping into. And like, Again, if you don't see that, like fucking A. <laughs> I don't, I don't, well, know I wouldn't expect, is
0: I wouldn't expect your parents to, to understand either. I mean, they, they're, oh, yeah, they're from a different either. world, too, right? So, yeah, well,
2: this actually scares them, dude. I literally told them about what we're doing. Dude. Like, they, I think they got scared. <laughs> they got scared of this potential reality you know what i mean and then i started explaining to them like <laughs> that recent elon musk interview about Neuralink. yeah oh shit, i was yeah. like i started like combining the, the two prospects together where you could like Neuralink yourself into the central they're like fuck that dude. Like, yeah. G- jesus is coming for sure yeah 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 like, and, and this is like end of days prophecy shit right dude. right that's, that's what they think
0: i think you'll like that show called uplink on uh, prime on amazon prime it's uh when people die they get uploaded into this like matrix like world and like a lot of the stuff that happens in there is very similar to stuff that can be done in Decentraland, like almost exactly. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I, r- I recommend that show. I haven't finished watching it, but like the first couple of episodes were interesting.
3: Yeah,
2: yeah. I had some other interesting conversations with people in the outside world about, you know, like some guy was talking about augmented reality. He he had like an old project that he was trying to create like augmented reality training tools for like uh, the oil and gas industry or something yeah. like that. And I think it, it didn't succeed. But then I started explaining how like Decentraland or some kind of like Metaverse platform is perfect for that. You know, yeah. That that's just like a part of it. And then once I explained it to him, though, like it it doesn't click right away. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, for sure, for sure. It's a difficult concept to explain. Like it requires like you kind of have to be a gamer in a sense to understand it a little bit better. Yeah, uh, yeah. So I'm looking well,
0: at I'm, I'm looking at the Bitcoin prices right now, and uh, it's it's taking a bigger okay. hit
2: good thing i'm not in the market dude i kind of like saw, you saw this coming too but oh, so right for I, sure for sure yeah i took my money i literally sold the top this time like nice. thankfully I, I fucking sold the top dude <laughs> nice so i'm waiting for it and all i did was draw some meme lines dude and it totally yeah. worked out this time dude <laughs> dude that's how the world like understands these charts
0: yeah. so if you if you if you understand like how the how meme lines are done then you can Practically predict what's going to happen just because the whole world is doing the exact same thing.
2: It's like self-fulfilling prophecy. Yeah, right?
0: exactly, exactly.
2: Yeah. Every now and then, like things go outside the norms expectation, and I, I, I think that's usually just well activity. Yeah, <laughs> people with the sizable bags to kind of like do you know move markets. I yeah,
0: think. yeah. Well, we we knew this was going to dump, uh, and I knew it was going to dump before the happening because come on. Yeah. I mean, it's obvious you're not going to dump after the happening. That doesn't make any sense.
2: When is the happening? It's like in a couple of days. It's like tomorrow or something. It's very soon. Very yeah. It's very like soon. Tuesday. Yeah. But it's probably gonna keep dumping uh, for maybe like a week or two. I guess. Yeah, for sure. But then we're gonna have that. I mean, historically, happenings are always post havenings are always bullish territory, right?
0: Yeah. Oh, for sure. Historically, it's just gonna be a, a longer time frame for that bullish. Yeah. Return. Ex-
2: couple of years yeah but regardless it's like you kind of want this is the i'm not. i'm not financial advice but probably like the final entry opportunity yep before totally agree. like this bullish trajectory begins totally agree
0: this is like the final entry from like the the bottom perspective right there's yeah, always the accumulation phase yeah, yeah accumulation phase there's always going to be like more time to accumulate because the the prices will tend will, will trend upwards mm-hmm. uh but this is like going to be near the bottom i agree so I think we covered everything today. Um, I wanted to make this short, so we're about
2: an hour and eleven minutes in. Um, There's a couple more things I want to talk about, just real quickly. Maybe we could. Yeah, sure. What is plan, it planned? for a future podcast for sure. Like we've got to get the hosts together.
0: Oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah. We, we have, we have to. to. Oh yeah, dude. Another thing is maybe we should just announce it here too. Uh, the tournament. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Uh, that's another thing we got to talk about, and, and why we want to bring the hosts in because. This is a community concern. We, our community, our own community of hosts hosting our games. That the daily active user count isn't Mm -hmm. as high as it was, like in the first month, right? Yeah, and we have some ways to kind of mitigate that coming up.
0: Um, So we're waiting a couple things to happen for that to come to fruition. But yeah, we there's ways where we'll be able to support like all our hosts who are running the games. To where you don't start at zero right for every day right so maybe you start at 20. who knows
2: and it might require like a community contribution for such and such to occur you know what i mean like we're in experimentation phase like uh, of trying to figure out like the best incentive models for players to stay engaged you know yeah i think the killer engagement opportunity is going to be once we figure out how to incorporate like actual earnable nfts into these game experiences but that's a such a slow process <laughs> like we we have to figure out that's why i support the open free market system so much because you know, pe- i
0: feel like we've made a lot of headway in that i think we've been able to convince some people towards an open market i think they knew that it was going to head towards that anyways but mm-hmm. it just didn't make sense to re- make any restrictions just because it's it's a pain in the ass people are going to complain either way so just make it open market let let yeah. the market decide like what happens
2: yeah 100% uh, it's like uh if we it took the same philosophical approach as like the wearable community or the people who are like early investors and they're trying their best to kind of like hamper further creation to kind of like they're, they're afraid and I understand they're afraid the value of their assets are going to deplete the more the supply increases. And that's, that's a legitimate concern if you're, if you're an investor, right? Yeah.
0: But the way that I look at it is these are assets made by Decentraland. So they're always going to have some inherent value. And yeah. this early on, I mean, you want to hold on to these NFTs for the most part, right? Yeah. Even if it's like a shirt that's like ten thousand of them. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're you—you you, you can only earn them in—in in the launch event, right? They have some some value, some inherent value.
2: Yeah, but what I'm saying is, if MetaZone took that same approach, then like like if we were just trying to create assets with value for the sake of people who are purchasing, and investing in them, then like. We'd be at a point where we're like, we're trying our best to resist future creation. You know, yeah. like a, we're, we're trying to like stop creators from onboarding. Like, listen, we've got, we got enough, plenty,
0: we have plenty of buildings. No yeah. More. We have
2: enough metas out there and there's not enough people to buy them. So like, please stop creating. Yeah, yeah. Like that's how I think of it. And it's that limits creation so much with that mind approach that, you know, I don't know. Uh, no, I agree. We're not gonna do that. We're supporting like a, a free market. We let the creators themselves create the value and like the, the demand for their products. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think that's the way a healthy economy is supposed to function. But that's just me. I'm just a player. No, you're not you're not you're <laughs> not wrong, dude.
0: You're definitely <laughs> you don't not think wrong. So? No, because if okay. if we start putting restrictions, then somebody has to police it. And then there's gonna yeah, be we, people yeah. who are let in and people who are not let in. And yeah. it shouldn't be that way.
2: Yeah, I mean we could create like some kind of super rare Infrastructure for metas, where it's literally called Super Meta Zone or something like that, and for only like only only games or only creations approved by some kind of committee of like awesome creators is yeah. approved or yeah. a- allowed to join. That's not free. Yeah, that's not what I want. <laughs> yeah. uh, we want anybody. Like like I've already said, we have people who literally learned how to use Blender like four or five weeks ago. And they're creating and they're selling. They're selling, yeah. And that's what we want to see. That, like, that to me is way more beautiful than you know creating scarce digital assets. You know what I mean? Totally
0: agree. And it's so, it's all about reputation. The, the ones that sell the best have like a reputation, or you know the the meta or the, the thing that they created looks so badass that you know people just like it, right? And they they deploy it. Yeah. Um, but man, that I, this is how you make a name for yourself. Like if you go and and make anything for super rare or uh what's the other one called open origin or whatever i don't know um you have to already be sort of like an artist to deploy there to make stuff there and you have to be able to point to a website or your instagram account and stuff that you've created in the past like art Mm -hmm. in order to be let in and i know that they're trying to have some minimum you know requirement for like quality Mm -hmm. But I don't think it makes sense to do that in Decentraland and no, or MetaZone.
2: There's, there's probably a market for that. So again, this is an opportunity. Somebody else could create their own super rare meta platform. Yep. You know, that's this is this reinforces our point. Like MetaZone isn't trying to create a monopoly on things.
0: Right. Exactly.
2: This is a free market. You can literally replicate MetaZone and create a better product than us and just exactly. murder us. Exactly. We're 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 expecting that. Yeah. You yeah know, because it,
0: it's possible right yeah. there, there's nothing to stop it what are we going to do like go into the discords and like you know pitchforks and, and torches and like just start yelling like nobody should be competing with metazone like come on yeah that no doesn't make any
2: sense. Being, we don't have any like hidden patents for filing here
0: no, definitely not
2: <laughs> you know what i mean this is this is it it is what it is man like
0: yeah and you can do this faster do it yeah let's see it you know there's yeah. just just do it i mean uh what else could we say i
2: agree So having said that,
0: having said that, I think that's, uh, that concludes our podcast for this week.
2: Yeah. I just wanted to throw that out there for the the hosts. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're thinking about you guys a lot. You know, we're always thinking about that because we want you satisfied. You know what? Let's do
0: it this week. Let's just, let's just, um, contact all the hosts and see if all of them can join. Right. We just put all 20 of them in, in a zoom call and just talk about stuff.
2: Yeah, like, let's talk, yeah, let's just, because you wanted to announce, we got a piece of land. Oh, yeah, let's
0: talk, yeah, almost forgot about that. So, uh Decentraland, it has given us land to contribute to, like, a tournament style. Uh, some kind of event. Some think, kind of everyone. event, yeah. Yeah. And, I so, what did we agree to? I think it was, oh, I know what we're going to do. Okay, so we're going to put this land into an address, and... We're gonna have other hosts, other landowners contribute NFTs or whatever to this address, and uh, I think players who play our games from Block Runner, Block Hole, Pack Runner, and Orb Jumper—all the players that play throughout the, I guess, the rest of this month—will have a chance to win any one of those NFTs randomly. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, the more chances that you, the more plays that you put into one of these games, the more tickets you get, and therefore, the more chance. To win one nft versus another and one of those nfts is a piece of land i think right next to uh vegas city or one of those districts so it's a pretty worth, good piece of land yeah. yeah it's good it's like it's worth like between 10 to twenty thousand mana so this is no joke of a of a prize <laughs> yeah so true. um so that's what we're gonna do we we got to make the
2: formal announcement and um should we have this host discussion i mean we kind of had one on discord but should we have this part of the host round table like
0: no we should yeah oh no, yeah so absolutely
2: after we figure it out because yeah we we tried to figure it out internally amongst us three and yeah, we couldn't it we couldn't and it didn't feel right and like that's not the like all the hosts need to be involved yeah. in this decision because because they get wa- to benefit yeah we want it to where everybody gets at least a piece of the action yeah that this this uh reward can uh attract you know yeah. what i mean yeah and it's going to require like a, a marketing effort from all of our hosts combined, you know? Yeah. Anorak, uh, Studs, Loco. Yeah. Everybody. Uh, so we'll see. Yeah. And then it doesn't feel right also to just pick one game, right? Because. Yeah. Because cause why? Over, it, it screws over people who don't own that one game, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, this is just what we're talking about. I don't know. Anyways. Yeah. Let's yeah. No, let's I keep totally
0: on agree. rocking. <clears throat> I think we're making uh, good progress in Decentraland. I like what the, the Decentraland team is doing. If yeah. if we were running Decentraland, I'll tell you right now, and Corv will tell you the same same thing, he, we would be doing the exact same thing Decentraland is doing right now. No, mm-hmm. Nothing different. Yeah. The exact same thing.
2: Yeah, the, Corv the, is actually a real big fan of <laughs> the roadmap. Yeah, like he always says that from the beginning he's like he he he's a developer man he's 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 a wizard at this stuff and he 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 went deep into the roadmap and he likes what he sees and if if he likes what he sees then i think uh we're
0: on a good
3: path yeah (laughs) i agree (laughs) you know what i
0: mean yeah for sure So, Uh, so yeah. Having said that, let's uh, let's end it. I appreciate you guys listening and watching. Uh, Make sure you follow us on Twitter uh, at the Blockrunner and uh, stay tuned for our weekly roundtables. They they seem to be popular, getting more interesting every single week. Um,
2: And follow DCO Core too. Yeah, DCO Uh, Core. Because they're, I mean, the purpose of that uh, group, which we're also members of, is to create more and more community engagement through you know independent. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Thank you for listening to the Blockrunner podcast. Make sure you visit our website, theblockrunner.com and sign up to stay up to date on the latest in crypto. Also reach out to us on Twitter at theblockrunner.